Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. We're excited to be joined by Rick Schlesinger. He is the president of business operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. Rick, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me on. I got to ask you, can we ask for maybe another $500 million for Shohei Otani? Can we get Otani here? <laughs> well, we're not allowed to comment on players and other teams, but uh, he, he certainly is a fabulous, uh, historically amazing baseball player, yes. He is, and what a, what a fun story he is, too. Um, I appreciate you being with us. In all seriousness, round number is $450 million in American Family Field renovations and repairs. Are they for specific things? What sort of things are we talking about? What needs to be fixed and addressed? Yeah, it's it's basically, you know, I want to clarify things. People think of repairs and fixings. It's more for infrastructure that's coming up on the end of its useful life, as well as future infrastructure projects that we know are coming down the pike in the next, you know, 20-plus years. So it's literally everything from roof-related repairs, HVAC, lighting, uh, plumbing, pavement, uh, membranes around the ballpark, technology. We've got a lot of conduit and broadcast infrastructure that hasn't been upgraded since the ballpark opened. Uh, vertical transportation, you know, the escalators and elevators uh, that transport, you know, thousands of people throughout the ball games have to be uh, replaced or upgraded significantly. They're they're at the end of their useful life. So it's you know, boilers and chillers, and it's a lot of the guts of the stadium that that fans may not see when they come to games, but clearly it makes the experience safe, it makes the experience uh, inviting and uh, interesting and comfortable, and it keeps the ballpark uh, what it is, which is a jewel stadium that is great for fans and great for us because we rely so heavily on a great stadium to bring fans to help support the team and keep us competitive and keep this engine going. Rick, great clarification. Um, I spoke to one politician this week who said, let's take our time and figure this out. Why are we rushing when a lease is in place for another seven years? How do you answer that? It's more nuanced than yeah. that. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, you know, the ballpark is 23 years old. A lot of the systems have a 20-year lifespan. And in the next several years, according to, you know, independent experts that have assessed the facility from the ground floor to the roof have said we're going to need upwards of 75 to $80 million in infrastructure upgrades and replacement parts and changes just in the next two years. And right now, we know the district does not have independent source of revenue to pay for those repairs and upgrades and infrastructure changes, and they will not have the money to fund that. So we don't want to be in a situation where in two or three years, we're deferring projects that need to be replaced or, or deferring or, or, or repairing things that should be replaced or deferring the replacement of infrastructure. The ballpark's going to start to degrade. That's not really smart for anybody. The cost to then fix things that have been deferred is significantly a lot more expensive than to do it at the right time. And nobody wants to see this ballpark, you know, degrade to where it's uh, becoming a liability for the fans and for the state. The lease expires, as I mentioned, in 2030. Is there a drop-dead date to have this all figured out? You know, I wouldn't say there's a drop-dead date. I would say that what we're hearing from the folks in Madison is that they want to address this issue now. They recognize 
There's an urgency to getting it resolved. There's momentum to getting it resolved. We understand in the world of politics that there are many solutions. It requires bipartisan support, uh, and we understand that that takes time. But the fact is uh, we, we believe this is the time to do it, 2023, and it's really important to get this done so that we can focus on being here for the next generation. We can make sure that you know, the technology, the infrastructure, the, the, the boilers, the chillers, the roof, all are in good working order. Uh, the systems are replaced, and we don't have to worry about, you know, safety or worrying about the structure, but we can worry about, you know, improving the hitting, winning a World Series, driving great attendance here, keeping this ballpark the jewel that it is. Rick Schlesinger is the president of business operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. Rick, is the team open to committing to stay beyond 2043, which was kind of the number tossed around with the governor's proposal, if the state comes yeah. up with the money? Yes. We, we, are, we are not really talking so much specifically about 2043, but we're really talking about a generational lease extension. So, yeah, I think... I think we are open to beyond 2043. It's a great facility. If if we are confident that the funds will be there for a landlord to be able to meet its obligations to us for a longer period, yes, that is something that is amenable to us. We love the community. We love this ballpark. The one thing great about this ballpark is it does accommodate new innovations. You know, we have spent a considerable amount of our own money upgrading the ballpark and putting in new fan features. It, it does accommodate change. Uh, it does require investment, and that's what we're talking about. But there's no reason why we can't be here past 2043, to pro you know, provided our landlord has the money to make sure it can meet its obligations past 2043. Rick, the Oakland A's will soon become the Las Vegas A's. The baseball commissioner was here in Milwaukee talking about American Family Field and said that scenario should be a cautionary tale. Could the Brewers leave if this doesn't get figured out? Yeah, we're we're so different than Oakland in so many respects that uh, I think what the commissioner said is, you know, Milwaukee is the antithesis of Oakland. You know, Oakland is a very different situation. The ballpark was was led to degrade over a long period of time. There was no public-private partnership there to improve the ballpark. You know, every community has its own dynamics, and you know, I will tell you, being having spent many years in California, it is incredibly difficult to deal with uh, public projects, and it's very time-consuming, and often they don't happen. Uh, but here in Milwaukee, we have a you know a really good team. We have a state-of-the-art ballpark that's well maintained. Uh, there's no deferred maintenance, uh, and we love the community. The community has been tremendously supportive. So we're not looking at Oakland as anything to our parallel. In fact, we're looking at this as an opportunity for the state in in to expand the public-private partnership. Uh, keeping us here long term in a great ballpark where we can generate the kind of attendance we need to generate to keep competitive teams on the field and to, to bring a World Series to Milwaukee. Republicans seem committed to requiring local governments to contribute to a financing package. Most elected leaders, we've had some of them on the show, in Milwaukee and Milwaukee County are opposed to that. Does, do the Brewers have a view on that? Should local governments or taxpayers contribute? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a good discussion. I, I view the, the ballpark and the brewers as a state asset. Uh, we contribute, you know, uh, millions of dollars to the state's economy, both in terms of sales taxes and income taxes and greater economic benefit. You know, because of the retractable roof, we have uh, fans from all over the state and out of state coming here for games. That being the case, there's, there's no question that the brewers located in Milwaukee you know, generate, you know, the greatest economic benefit to the county and to the city. And that was, you know, originally the basis for the five-county tax in 1996 
was the southeastern Wisconsin counties benefited more disproportionately from the Brewers and the ballpark. So I will tell you, I think both sides, you know, have a position. I think there's, there's, in my view, it is fair for the local contribution to be considered. Um, you know, again, we understand that in the discussions, the, the, you know, the state correctly, in our view, is taking on the lion's share of ultimate financial responsibility, given that this is such a state asset. Uh, but I think it's a good debate to have uh, in terms of the local, local contribution. And from our perspective, we're optimistic that, you know, a consensus can be reached that's fair to everybody. You're a fan, obviously. You're also a businessman. You're involved in our community. How optimistic are you this gets done sooner rather than later? I'm optimistic. You know, I think we, we recognize that, you know, there's a lot of things that have transpired since February 15 when Governor Evers, you know, announced his plan. We also knew that when the governor announced his plan that there were going to be changes, and we respect the political process. We know that it requires bipartisan support. We know that different elected officials have different ways of getting things done. What we're hearing in Madison is not should this get done, but how to get it done. And from my perspective, that bodes well to getting something done in, in this fiscal year. And, and uh, we'll see. We understand there's a lot of moving parts. A lot of people have a role, and that's good. You know, I welcome discussions with elected officials, with the fans, with media, with people who have an interest in the business community. Uh, and so we're seeing, you know, a general broad consensus of, how to, of wanting to get it done. The devil's in the details, but I'm optimistic this gets done. Rick Schlesinger is the president of business operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. Rick, you're a busy guy. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break for traffic. When we come back, Tim Sheehy is the chair of the Southeast Wisconsin Professional Baseball Park District Board of Directors. They're right in the middle of all of this. Ryan Clancy is a Milwaukee County Supervisor and State Assemblyman. They're with us live in the studio up next. I think we are open to beyond 2043. It's a great facility. If if we are confident that the funds will be there for a landlord to be able to meet its obligations to us for a longer period, yes, that is something that is amenable to us. Rick Schlesinger is the president of business operations for the Milwaukee Brewers. We're joined live in the studio by Tim Sheehy. He is the chair of the Stadium District Board and by Ryan Clancy, an assemblyman and Milwaukee County Supervisor. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having us. Uh, Ryan, I want to start with you by getting your reaction to the comments uh, that we heard from from Rick. It was it was certainly one perspective, and I, I appreciate Rick's kind of overview of the whole thing. Uh, he did mention, well, first of all, he called it a uh, public-private partnership, and I would say that's probably not accurate. I think the uh, the private part of this has definitely come first. I don't think we've seen the impact uh, on the economy or really anywhere else, the positive impact uh, that we should have over the last couple of decades of this. He also mentioned that uh, he's not hearing, uh, should we get it done, but how to get this done? And I'm frankly not hearing that, certainly not at the local level, not at the state level either. And I think people are generally dissatisfied with the status quo. So do you think that this doesn't get done in Madison? I don't know. I mean, it, uh, it certainly will not get done if there is an ask for, uh, for local funds. So the, uh, I'm a member of the County Board of Supervisors, and it is really tough to get us to agree unanimously to anything we said unanimously that local dollars and, in fact, dollars in general should not be given to billionaires for projects like this. I guess I would just want to make sure I don't misunderstand your your comments and perspective. You really think there's been almost no economic impact from having the Brewers and having Miller Park, now American Family Field here in Milwaukee? I, there has been an, an economic impact. But if you talk to economists on that, if you read much of the stuff that's been uh, written over the last 30 or so years, it's clear that if we, you know, because the cost of this had been significant, right? It was about $400 million to uh, to make in the first place. 
I think that what the last 19 years of sales tax revenue generated over $600 million. And because it was a regressive sales tax, those dollars came in on the backs of our poorest working class residents. So I would say if we had invested a billion dollars in education or housing or any one of a number of things, the economic impact there would have been far greater than putting it into a stadium uh, and essentially making it a, a handout to billionaires. See, when I look at it, I look at it as more than just tax revenue generated. I mean, there are jobs that are created out there, real jobs for people and other parts of that equation. And, and if there are really good jobs on the table, that's a different thing. So if you look, for instance, at the Pfizer Forum, it wasn't just a handout to billionaires. There were some strings attached to that. You know, it had to have union representation. You had to have $15 an hour, not just at the, in, in the construction of that, but uh, ultimately in those long-term jobs. If those things are on the table, and I haven't heard those things, and that makes it a different discussion. Tim, your perspective. Yeah, my perspective is that um, cities like Milwaukee, states like Wisconsin, are enhanced by having the opportunity to go to professional sports uh, games. Um, the Bucks, the Brewers, the Packers, those all enhance the quality of life. I agree with um, Supervisor Clancy. They're not the most important things for economic development, but they enhance it. And once you have them, it's very difficult to get them back if you lose them. And what's clear from an economic perspective is that playing baseball in Wisconsin generates about $25 million a year in tax revenue. 24 of that goes to the state of Wisconsin. Uh, 25 of it goes to the state of Wisconsin. 24 is collected in sales taxes and income taxes. The county generates about a million in uh, in sales tax revenue. So it does generate a significant amount of tax revenue, most of which would go away, disappear, if the team wasn't paying here. So I think the economics of this balance out from the perspective of can we use some of that revenue to extend the lease uh, for the ballpark and use that tax revenue to pay for those costs. And there I think you get some balance in the equation. All right, one more thing, then we got to take a quick break, yep. and everybody else will weigh in after the news. Are you optimistic this gets done, or do you feel like Assemblyman Clancy that it maybe doesn't? I'm optimistic it gets done. There's a lot of work between now and when it gets done, but I'm optimistic this is going to get done. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Our conversation on ballpark funding, Ryan Clancy and Tim Sheehy are with us live in the studio. Tim, when I think about this, you know, and I asked for a detailed list today and got it of what this would include. Things like concrete work, parking lot work, boilers, refrigeration, escalators. I mean, this isn't gold-plated faucets that we're asking for. No, this is like a 20-year-old home that needs a lot of improvements. And for the first 19 years... We spent about $1.9 million a year on capital improvements. Under the plan that we've laid out for the next 20 years, we're going to spend about $3.2 million. Now, the brewers have come in with this new study from VSG that um, really kind of moves those numbers in a different direction, and they're talking about as much as $24 million a year spent on capital improvements. So what's why the big gulf between what we think we're going to need to spend and, and what the, the study said we're going to spend? I really look at it this way. If we're going to terminate the lease in 2030 and go to five two-year extensions, there are a lot of capital improvements we wouldn't make, just as you wouldn't make as a, in a house that you weren't going to stay in. If the team's looking at extending their lease beyond 2040, then these capital improvements become really important. Escalators, roof, all the things that Rick was talking about, chillers and boilers, things that you might extend the life of if you weren't going to be there beyond 2030. 
So it's why we need to have the conversation now and why it's more expensive if we're going to keep the stadium playable for the next 20, 25, 30 years. It's a question for you and and for you, Ryan. Does the location, the geography of the park complicate matters in in achieving bipartisan support because it's a, a stadium in the Menominee Valley versus being downtown where maybe it's part of a larger district and it's bars and restaurants, hotels, and and things that support the entire district. You know, again, I I give you the tax numbers. If we're collecting $24, $25 million a year in tax revenue, it's because there's hundreds of millions of dollars of spending going on. And if you think about Milwaukee, we are the only major league team. And in fact, we draw more than any other major league team from outside our metropolitan area. So it means our fans are coming from all over Wisconsin to the ballpark. So I think the location is actually an asset. It's easy to get to. You draw from your major metro area, yet you can draw fans from all over the state. And that's what makes this work here in Wisconsin. And and yet, although we're asking city and county of Milwaukee residents to largely foot the bill on this, they're not showing up for the games. I mean, the last numbers I saw said that it was but 22% of attendees are actually from the city of Milwaukee. and It's uh, somewhere around... You know, half of the attendees are from Milwaukee County. So you're you're right in that people are coming from uh, from other places to to uh, at least to attend a game as part of, of something else or as part of other travel. Although it doesn't seem to be bringing in tourism specifically, uh, but uh, it does seem uh, exceedingly unfair then that we're asking Milwaukee County and Milwaukee residents to foot the bill for something that is is basically benefiting other folks. And I do want to push back a little bit on the on the landlord metaphor that we keep using. So. Uh, I know Rick used it, and we've kind of talked about it here. Uh, from what I understand, a, a landlord is in a business to have a piece of property, then make money off that property. And uh, a tenant would generally pay rent, and neither of those things is happening here. So we can talk about the economic benefit and if it would be better to spend these tax dollars on something else as opposed to this. But uh, this is not a traditional landlord-tenant relationship, and yet we're, we're treating it like that. Uh, tenants cannot just make you know demands, uh, you know, and uh, this is not a, a significant source of of at least direct revenue. So I'm pushing back on the idea that we're we're landlords because we're not. So, so let me put a couple of facts on the table that might change your um, description of the landlord tenant relationship. The brewers pay a million two a year in rent. They pay another seven hundred thousand towards capital expenditures. So that is payments from the tenant to the landlord. Like any landlord-tenant relationship, there's a lease that governs that relationship. And the lease very clearly spells out what responsibilities are there for the brewers and what responsibilities are there for um, the stadium park district. And so we have some very clear capital investments that we need to make when 75% of the other teams have them. Um, And so it is very much like that relationship. Not perfect, but it is like that relationship. And the brewers do pay towards the cost of the capital improvements. They do pay rent towards the stadium. And I think in any final piece of legislation, you're going to find that the state is going to pay the majority of the new contribution, not the city or the county. And it's, I mean, and I think that's interesting. So yes, they are paying, you know, far, far less every year than what we know the, the basic repairs that we're going to, going to uh, chip in for are, but we should be talking about that contract. We signed a terrible contract. We're under a terrible contract for at least the next seven years. Part of the reason this is bad, I mean, we, we talked about the if other stadiums, you know, 75% of them have something, we have to get it. The really onerous part here, and the part that I haven't heard is, you know, even trying to come out, is the idea that we have to be in the top 25% of stadiums. 
And in talking to people that were at the table, I said, this can't be something that everybody's doing. And they said, yeah, this is this is the norm. And I said, I, I am not fantastic at math, right? But this isn't like Wobegon. We can't all be in the top 25% of stadiums. And it's such an onerous uh, qualification that, uh, and, and it's, it's arbitrary too. And you look at the, the way that we're spending or proposed to be spending some of these dollars, uh, some of these improvements, uh, you know, are not just, you know, fixing the escalators or patching the roof. It's really kind of transforming what we'd use this for, uh, in, in one case, in a way that seems to suggest that people are not there for baseball. In fact, there was a, a big part of the hundred million dollars or so that they want for this is to get younger fans in there who were there uh, for baseball as a secondary reason. And that's from that report itself. And that they, I, I, I'm not sure that that's a realistic uh, envisioning of the stadium. But when we're talking about this huge $450 you know, million dollar outlay, this is not just patching and fixing and you know, uh, sticking with our uh, obligations as a landlord. This is trying to make the stadium into something that it wasn't intended to be. Ryan, let me ask you this. If push comes to shove... And you have to choose one or the other. Is it we come up with 450 and the Brewers stay, or we don't and we let the Brewers leave? Well, we just talked to Rick, who, who said very clearly that uh, he, he wasn't pushing to leave. And I think there right. are things that, that would get me to vote yes on putting public uh, dollars in here. Right? We, we've talked about labor and working conditions. Uh, I'd also like to talk about uh, getting a piece of the Brewers. Right? Uh, let's seize the means of baseball on this. And, and that's, it's not such a far-fetched idea. We've turned the Brewers from a $200 million franchise into a $1.6 billion franchise in the 20 years that we've been subsidizing uh, their home, right? Uh, I'm all in favor of putting public funds into a team if we can get back a piece of that team, really solidify that relationship so that we don't have a race to the bottom with teams, you know, casting around and trying to find the next market that they're going to uh, uproot uh, from their home and move to. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It's 444 WTMJ. The conversation continues up next. We continue our conversation with Team Sheehy. He's the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce and the chairman of the Wisconsin Professional Baseball Park District Board. Ooh, that's a mouthful. And Ryan Clancy, who is an assemblyman and also a Milwaukee County supervisor. Thank you, gentlemen, for being with us. I think it was a mistake to sunset the tax. And we can't go back and fight that over again, but that at least provided a minimum revenue stream for maintenance and other things. And it cost the average person in this state $10, $10 a year. The average person in the five-county area, that was taxed, 10 bucks a year. So the average person paid, my math's not great either, Ryan, 200 bucks yeah. over the course of the whole thing, and at least provided a revenue stream. Is that something you would have been in favor of, Ryan, or is that a mistake and we should have sunsetted it earlier sales taxes are inherently regressive so essentially when we were doing that that fell heavily on our you know poorest residents so i i am you know I, i'd be more in favor of a different method of collecting that but the timing was terrible right it only ended three years ago we were told at the time we're good to go we're free and clear and now three years later we're being asked for 450 million dollars so the timing is bad sales taxes as a mechanism is pretty regressive but uh, there should have been a better way but here's another thing i have a problem with so now in milwaukee county we're saying okay the financial fiscal pension thing was a disaster and so now we're going to raise taxes to pay for that but something that benefits a lot of people like the stadium we don't want to raise taxes for that i mean it is tough times we do need to make choices and there's only so much money to go around but yeah, you know, you know I mean, we talked earlier about the the positions at the ballpark. There's 150 really well-paying white-collar jobs in that organization that disappear. There's a stadium that if it goes away, 
will sit empty. It will be an albatross eyesore because we'll never get another baseball team in there. Yeah, so one one way to look at this is that, you know, the sales tax it did its job for the time that it was in, and there was a promise up front when there was enough money to defease or pay off the bonds and enough set aside for the lease that was in, that's currently in place that that tax would sunset. And so you can, again, look at the revenue. We have about $90 million. We just spent six on a scoreboard and four on a control room. So let's call it $80 million left under the current lease. Again, if our plans are not to renew that lease and not to extend it, we can probably limp through the finish with the stadium, but we won't keep the team here long term. So if you don't like the regressivity of the sales tax, it's less regressive than people think because food's exempt. There are a lot of things that are exempt from the sales tax. But if you don't like that, then let's turn to the $24 million in income tax and sales tax that's in place already. We don't need new ones. And let's use a portion of that to fund the lease extension. We're not taking new tax dollars from anybody. They're tax dollars that are going to be gone if the team isn't here. And that might be a reasonable way to finance the stadium going forward. Now, the governor proposed the most fiscally efficient way to do it, to put $290 million of the state surplus up front. You get compounded interest and you don't borrow. That's the most fiscally efficient way to do it. But that's not what I think is going to pass the legislature. So let's use tax revenue that's already being generated to help extend the lease of the team to continue to generate the economic impact, the quality of life, and everything that comes with having a Major League Baseball park uh, here in Wisconsin. If you guys can put your headsets on, I want to play a bite from Rick Schlesinger. We heard this earlier, but I want you to be able to hear this, and I want you both to react. I asked him why the time to act is now. There's still time left on the lease Politicians don't like to do anything until we're really under the gun, look at the debt ceiling and a bunch of other things. I asked him why it's so critical that we do this now. What we're hearing from the folks in Madison is that they want to address this issue now. They recognize there's an urgency to getting it resolved. There's momentum to getting it resolved. We understand in the world of politics that there are many solutions. It requires bipartisan support, uh, and we understand that that takes time. But the fact is, uh, we we believe this is the time to do it, 2023. I kind of look at it as if you need stuff that's going to be done on your house and you're going to stay in the house, sometimes you need to get it done before the roof actually falls in if you plan to still be living in the house. So there are two fiscal reasons to do it now. One is obvious, right? We have a significant surplus in the budget. A lot of that's one-time money, so you can make a one-time expenditure of that. And the second thing is the compound value of money. If you start seeding money now, it actually costs you less in the long run if you're going to extend a lease. Because if you start collecting now, you've got between 2023 and 2030 under the current lease. So it's kind of seed capital going forward, and we have a surplus, which is why the timing makes a lot of sense now. Ryan? No. <laughs> so as one of those folks in Madison there, I, I have not heard that. And in fact, very specifically, uh, we I've heard from many of my colleagues, we have seven years to go. There's no reason to, to force through a bad deal now. And that's what that looks like. I mean, we also heard Rick Schlesinger say at the top of the hour that I view the stadium and brewers as a state asset. I couldn't agree more. Let's make it a state asset rather than just viewing it that way if they want public funds. If not, we should be looking at entering compacts with other cities and saying, look, we're all going to agree not to give these massive handout to billionaires because it is frustrating. You talk to mayors from any other city and they live in fear of their own sports teams, even if they've only been there for a few years. It's no way to live. It's no way to allocate See, I don't funds. look at it as a handout to a billionaire. It's sure. it's a it's it's funding an asset that's part of our community 
And Mark Antanasio, you said it was a bad deal, and it may have been. That's subjective. But he has a lease and signed a deal, and now we're all bound to honor that. And and they're already talking about leaving if we don't re-op seven years before it expires. That is not being part of the community. But he, that's but you being heard Rick say you quoted heard, quoted Rick. Rick said that that's not a discussion that's going on. And he, I had to point a question: Will you leave? And he said the opposite of that. And and those are the same talking points we see from every franchise owner in every major city. Oh, like oh no, we love City X until they they pick up and leave, as we've seen with the formerly Oakland A's, as we will continue to see until folks stand together and say, we're not going to do this. And we are making billionaires. Again, the value of this team has gone from $200 million 20 years ago to $1.6 billion now, and we haven't seen that sort of appreciation. We would see better uh, impacts uh, if we invested those same dollars in education, housing, or any one of a number of other things. No major league team has ever broken a lease and moved. And so the best way to keep a team is to have a lease. And what we're talking about is how to fund that lease. And again, I don't think this is the most important economic development tool, but it is important uh, to the quality of life. It's important to a lot of companies that recruit talent. And I think we can walk and chew gum, if you will, at the same time. I think this is a serious issue that owes discussion um, about what we do going forward. But I'm really hopeful that this community and state will come together and find a way to a financing package that extends Major League Baseball. If the rules change around the rest of the country, wonderful. But we can't play in a world that doesn't exist if we want to have Major League Baseball here. And Tim, we've seen cities and states kind of push the limits of the jock tax in in. Tennessee is a great example. They tried it in 2009, and ultimately it was repealed in 2014. Cleveland tried something, and it, it, it didn't really work. Are there ways to kind of put it on the teams who are coming in to stretch the limits of that to where you're not breaking the law and it's not going back to the court system, but yeah. it does help projects like this? Yeah, in, in, a, in a way, the um, line of sight that we have from Pfizer Forum was paid for by the increase in the income taxes that are coming from the players, both home and visiting that play here. So players are taxed on what's called duty days, the number of days that they're here. So part of the $24 million that the state is collecting is coming from income tax that visiting players are paying. If we don't have a team, we don't get that revenue. So if you kind of work within those bounds, I think you can address a lot of concerns that Supervisor Clancy has about where the money is coming from to pay for the extension of this lease. It's coming from income taxes from players that that uh, play here in, in Wisconsin. And I think that makes good economic sense. And we also ride on, I dispute a little bit, the impact on tourism because there's a significant amount of money that comes in from people who come here Cubs fans, for example, um, Cardinals fans that come here to watch and spend money that they wouldn't spend in Milwaukee, all that allows us to take the burden off of the local taxpayer. And is this lease so ironclad that there is no wiggle room for ensuring that we're not in this position again in the future and, and, with segregated reserve funds, that, that sort of thing? Or is this exactly. just what we have to deal with? And, and that's one of my frustrations with this. Keep, this keeps being uh, framed as either give us the money or not. Right? Like, how are you going to get the, give the, money, uh, get the money that you give us? And there really are a lot more creative solutions. I know Senator uh, Chris Larson, among others, and I'm very in support of this, uh, is asking the brewers to put together a fund based on a percentage of sales of things at the stadium that would then go into repairing that. Uh, when faced with that, the brewer's management seems to just say no. Um, and I, I think we need to be more creative about what that looks like. I love the brewers. I want them to stay, but I want them to show us that they're invested in the community rather than just saying that. Do you think at the end of the day, 
I don't know if I should call you supervisor or assembly. Uh, Reprovisor or, or super rep or any of those <laughs> Reprovisor, words. I like that. Uh, do you think at the end of the day you find a way to get I, I, to a spot where you end up voting for something that keeps the brewers here? I, I hope so, and it's going to require the brewers to play ball, no pun intended. Like We, we have to be creative about solutions here. Tim, yeah, and I think optimistic. that's a, I think that's a fair comment. This is a discussion. It's not a take it or leave it. Um, and there's a lot of room in here. Uh, Ryan's raised some really good points that I, I think need to be addressed and can be addressed uh, if we're going to have Major League Baseball here going forward. Tim Sheehy and Ryan Clancy, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. We'll continue the discussion after the Thanks, break in the next hour. What we're actually going to do is take your phone calls and texts. What do you think? The question on the table is going to be very simple. We'd like you to weigh in on this question. You can line them up at 855-616-1620. The question is, if it comes down to it, are you willing to pay for the park or let the brewers leave if those are the two choices? Pay for the park or let the brewers leave? 855-616-1620. So we had an interview with Rick Schlesinger, and you can hear that and read more about this ballpark funding issue at WTMJ.com. Go to WTMJ.com. And um, the phone lines are now yours. It's your turn. Here is the question that we're asking today. The Brewers say they will need $450 million to take care of stuff at the ballpark. $450 million. The question is very simple. Do we pay for the park or do we let the Brewers leave? That's what it's going to come down to. Do we find a way to make repairs to the park or are you willing to take the stand and let the Brewers leave? I'm paying, and I'm paying all day long. They are a value to this community from the economic standpoint, what they generate. They're part of our brand and our identity. They're part of what makes Milwaukee a special place to live. There are only 30 cities that have these teams. And if you own a house, you know that sometimes it needs to get fixed. My house, by coincidence, is almost the same age as American Family Field. And I'm fixing the same stuff that they are, and it's not fun, but it needs to be done. And they have a lease and an agreement. And my house doesn't generate jobs and revenue for other people in this state. The Brewers and American Family Field do. So my answer is all day long, from dawn to dusk, we pay what we need to in a responsible manner and work out the details, and we make sure that they stay here. It's critical. I would have paid the sales tax in perpetuity. Me too, and I said that during the hour. It just in in you know, and maybe the way it was framed, when you put a parameter on it and you put a deadline on it and a sunset on it, then everybody's pointing the finger, saying, "Hey, it's coming up. Hey, it, it's yeah. got to be done now, right?" And and to me, that was sort of a mistake from the start. I, I would have absolutely paid it in perpetuity. I did not notice the difference in my lifestyle. Yeah. One but, but that's done. That's not coming back. It, it is. That will never get passed again. In but Madison. I think you made a good point. It could have. Could have helped reduce the ask a little bit, right. too, back in the day. And that's one of the reasons I asked, is this lease ironclad? Are there provisions to do something like that or create a larger reserve fund? Just like my mom's in a condo and you have to set aside special assessments for things. Can that money be managed in a more useful, productive way so you're not coming back in 7 to 20 years and asking for millions of dollars? Well, and that's what we're negotiating now is the next one, right? I mean, the one they have now is... Well, ironclad locked down, and it's for seven more years. So what we're trying to figure out is how do we, and for how long, is the next deal. All right, so the phone lines are yours. The old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. I got a bunch of texts. I'd love to talk to people on the phone. Pay for the ballpark or let the brewers leave. 
I know it's not that black and white, but for this conversation, it is. Are you willing to pay for the ballpark, or are you willing to let the Brewers leave? 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. What do you think? If it comes to this, do you pay to keep the team, talking about the Brewers, or do you let them walk? $450 million is what they say they need to do repairs, bring the stadium up to where it remains feasible if they extend the lease. Do we do that? Divide it up? It's not much per person? Or do you let them walk? Because on your principle, no, you're not doing that. What do you think? The Old National Bank talking text lines, 855-616-1620. Let's start with Pam, who's in Appleton. Pam, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking the call. We pay them. We live in Appleton. When I go to Milwaukee, we're going to a Bucks game or a Brewers game. When I go to Madison, we're going to football games and basketball games. If we lose the Bucks to the Brewers or the Packers, we become Iowa or Nebraska or states that don't have teams anymore and I'm not going there. So Yeah, who wants to be <laughs> Iowa? <laughs> yeah, no one wants. Who do you care for if you live in Iowa? You yeah, you, you yeah, I don't know. No one. Hey, Pam, thank you very so much. I Appreciate the phone call. Thank you. Thanks for weighing in. Mark is in Vernon. Mark, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hey, guys. I'm going to tell you, my heart says yes, pay them, but we need to know, uh, are they going to turn around in a year and demand to leave or demand a new stadium? What I mean, are we going to get at least a long-term commitment out of them? That's that's my only issue. Well, Mark, I mean, I can tell you right now, if you're talking to the president today, Right now, they're committing that if they get the funding, they're here to 2043. I said, what if we need more than that? That doesn't seem that long. Like, I want my grandkids and great-grandkids to be able to watch the Milwaukee Brewers. And he said that they are open to that. And to answer your question, this is going to be a lockdown lease. So if they get the money, they will be here for uh, for quite some time. So 2043 is an interesting number. And it, it seems a, a little arbitrary. But just think about the shelf life of County Stadium. And when that started falling apart, it was starting to fall apart 10 years before a new stadium was required. Right. You get much beyond 2043, how viable is the current American family field? Well, they're saying that these repairs mean no new stadium. I mean, they didn't put the repa- Until, they, didn't, they didn't put the repairs into County Stadium like we're talking about putting in here. Oh no, it was just it was band-aids. Well, right. So that that's point. so that's what they're trying to avoid here, I think. I mean, they're they're saying no, this will eliminate the need for a new stadium. And still keep them in that top 25% of ballpark sort of echelon. Yeah, they'll they'll continue to Yeah, I mean, that will definitely be part of the new lease, I believe. Uh let's talk to Ron in Milwaukee. Ron, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Thanks for having having me. You got it. I'd like to say that we live in a county that has less than a third of its public transit services left from the early 2000s. We live in a county that has parks that are deteriorating right in front of people's eyes. We live in a county that has serious housing and mental health needs for its 939 residents. So when you tell me that we should invest $450 million into an organization that employs 150 white-collar workers, which uh, works out to be 0.0159% of the population of the county, I'm not enthused. I don't think we should spend half a billion dollars on something that uh, um, a team worth billions of dollars should be able to pay for. You made an interesting comment that if you need to fix your house, you have to make that investment. 
The difference there is that you have to make that investment. The county doesn't come to fix your house. The state doesn't come to fix your house. Uh, and the city surely doesn't come to fix your house. Now, if it were up to me, those are the dollars we would spend. We would spend money helping you improve your house. We wouldn't spend them helping billionaires improve a house that they should be able to pay for. So if I rent the house, if I rent the house, it's up to my landlord to fix that. The brewers rent the stadium. It's up to their landlord, not the brewers. Sure. And that would be a different point that I think might be seen as a mistake. I think if these multi-billion dollar businesses want to use public facilities, then the profit or the benefit of those facilities and those activities should benefit the people and not billionaires. Hey, Ron, thank you. Very thoughtful phone call. Thank you for taking the time to call. Uh, Let's go to Tom in Beaver Dam. Tom, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Yeah, I uh, agree 100% with your previous caller. Um, Make the people that are making the money pay for it. I don't want the rest of Wisconsin paying for it. I don't go to the brewers. I don't go to the bucks. Let the people that go pay. And let the billionaires pay for it. And if it's the rent problem with the lease, then renegotiate the lease and crank the rent up. Let the billionaires pay for it. Hey, Tom, thank you for the phone call. Well, they're not renegotiating the lease. That's why there's a lease. Brian is in Menominee Falls. Brian, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. You too. Uh, I'm in the process of moving back to Milwaukee after spending the last 30 years in Indianapolis. Indianapolis was known as Indian Nowhere until the Colts came to town. And every time that the Colts have talked about moving out of the city, the big fear always becomes is what's going to happen to the downtown. If the Brewers left Milwaukee, you would see a definite change in that. Oh, I think we lost you, but we got the gist of what you were, uh, were trying to say. Al is in Nina. Al, good afternoon. You're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Yes, I would like to uh, piggyback what the last couple of callers were saying, that we definitely need, if they had $200 million and they grew it to one point whatever billion dollars, a big chunk of what I think should happen is reinvest some of that money back in. Now, I also have a different take. I like the last caller that says for those that go there, I go to six, eight games a year. I would be happy to, you know, pay my share or whatever, charge the whole state more taxes, not just five counties. The whole state benefits by the Milwaukee Brewers. To charge the five, you know, counties in the local area for Milwaukee, I don't think that's fair. Hey, Al, thank you very much for the phone call. A story we will continue to discuss Action on this is likely this summer in Madison. We'll continue to revisit this. We'll continue to have the key players on as the discussion continues. It is 525 at WTMJ. If you'd like to see our complete coverage now, go to WTMJ.com or check out the WTMJ mobile app, and you can find the interview with Rick Schlesinger and the roundtable discussion that we had, all that good stuff, WTMJ.com.